Hey friend, I'm so glad you're here. I'm your host, Cece Colmanero, and welcome to That's Joy, the podcast. Every week, I'll be sharing stories of miracles, God moments, and unpacking the truth behind what joy really means. Buckle up, because this is going to be far more than just a podcast, but a true movement. My friend, when God gives you a direct call on your life, be sure to answer it. Here's to answering my call together. Y'all, we made it. Welcome to episode one of That's Joy. That's Joy is officially here and my heart is overflowing with joy. Someone's going to have a notepad and count how many times I say the word joy on this podcast. But man, I think we'd completely lose track because I'm going to say it a whole lot because you know what? My hope is that every time I say it, you smile just a little bit bigger. But I have this, I have this dream of what we get to do at the top of every single episode that comes out on this podcast. And that is sharing good news. I was actually on my TikTok live the other day and I was asking the community what I can call it for my new podcast. I I love the idea of good news and there's already things like the good news movement out there and uh, lots of good news platforms. But I was like, dang it, what's my version of that? And one of the sweet women on this live was like, why don't you call it joyful noise? And I just love that so much because I think that it's just really on brand. Honestly, we love a branding moment around here. If you are new, uh, head over to the Instagram and you could see how much we love a branding moment. But um, man, I just thought that it would be such a beautiful idea to kick off every episode with a little a little joy, a little celebration. Um, so what the joyful noise is, is that you get to pour in and let me know what good things are happening in your life and in your world. And you can actually just go over to the Instagram account at That's Joy the Podcast. There's a little highlight button that lives on the page. It's called Joyful Noise. And whenever you have a win, It doesn't matter how big or how small the win is. Um, The truth of the matter is that I want to hear it. I want to hear it and I want to actually read it back on the next episode and just continue to read all of these good news, joyful noise moments with our community because I think that it's just safe to say that we get a whole lot of news right now and we're going to continue to get a whole lot of news out there and a lot of the times it doesn't feel like it's quite joyful. But what I do know is that there is more good news happening every single day around the world than there is bad news. But it's just that we haven't created enough hubs to really shine light and showcase that. So my hope with Joyful Noise is that it would be the beginning of another hub of good news being celebrated and being highlighted. So thank you so much for doing that in advance. And I can't wait to hear what your Joyful Noise is going to be. Now, you may be wondering, okay, Cece, is every single episode of yours going to be an interview episode? And the short answer is no, it is not. But with this episode, I knew I had to put it in its rightful place. And what I mean by that is that what makes sense to the world is an intro Um, an intro episode one, right? An episode talking all about what uh, this mission is all about, what the podcast is going to be about, and who the heck 
I am. That makes sense. But what I want to highlight is that all the ways that God has been moving to bring life and to breathe life into this podcast. And a lot of it actually didn't make sense to the world, but it made a whole lot of sense to God. And so by placing this conversation first, I really just feel, and honestly, I hope that you get to listen to it and you get to seek out the faithfulness and the goodness of God that will happen in your own life, because that is truly what this conversation is all about with this guest today um just seeing how the lord has brought it to fruition how he was so faithful through all of the steps of getting here and um what a way to kick off something that is brand new. So today's guest is, if you can't tell, a total pinch me moment. And the biggest thing is that it's just, I couldn't have done it myself. I could not have mustered up this opportunity myself. He made it happen because he knew that Trent Shelton would say something within this episode that would reach you. It's literally that simple. So Trent has over a billion views, y'all, over all of his social media presence. He has nearly 12 million followers across all of social. He's a top motivational speaker across the globe. In fact, one of the most sought out. He is an author, a podcaster with millions of downloads. He's a former professional football athlete, founder of Rehab Time, and Gosh, I can go on and on about his character and the man that he is, but without further ado, let me just allow him to introduce himself. That's Joy Community, introducing Trent Shelton. All right, you guys, I am so excited to have, it doesn't even feel real, honestly. I'm like, <laughs> Trent Shelton is here. We are in the flesh in the same room, and I'm just so excited because, as you guys know, or maybe you don't know, he has just been a social media maven, just all over social media. If you're on YouTube, Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, you name it, he has exploded on each of those channels. And um, what I'm eager to talk about is his faith. And I was talking to you a little bit before, and I'm just like, all right, what does it look like to talk about our faith? So here we go. Trent, you're here. <laughs> Thanks for having me. Thanks this is so awesome. much. I'm so excited to have you. And um, man, I one of the things that I admire most about you is your ability to share your faith in an yeah. industry that's self-help. Like even yeah. the word alone, like it sounds so like, okay, what are we going to do with ourselves, you know? But in that industry, you just so boldly stand on stages of hundreds of thousands sometimes and talk about your faith and sprinkle in what it looks like to have faith. Um, I would love to have you share, like, if someone is listening and they don't know Trent Shelton, who is Trent Shelton? But more than that, when did you find God and how did you find God? Yeah, so just who am I? I was just like to say I'm just a man that, that wants to help people and ultimately help them in a way that leads them closer to God. You know, um, my way might look different than the next person's way. You know, I, I was, we were out in um, Sedona and we were, we were renting um, the ATVs and I came, well, Maria came in there, my wife came in there and uh, I guess they had saw me. They're like, oh, you're the preacher's wife. It's like the preacher's <laughs> wife. Like, who's the preacher? So it's just funny because I get so many different things, but 
I love that because, you know, ultimately, you know, uh, faith is a big part of my life. And, you know, I tell people all the time, too, like if you're if you're going to have me speak on your stage, just know that, like know that I won't necessarily tell people what to believe and who to believe in. But I have to share my story because God's a the major part in my story that allowed me to be able to do what I do. So ultimately, yeah, father, husband, and just a person that wants to help people. You know, I'm not big on titles. I just, you know, when I leave this earth and people say, man, Trent brought me closer to God. Trent helped me know my worth. Then, uh, you know, I would be like a job well done for myself. Yeah. And um, you asked, what was the other question you just asked? Yeah. How did you find God when you find God? Yeah. So my dad's a pastor. So I grew up in the church. Uh, My mother... Uh, was, was a strong woman of God, like to the T. And um, it was always given to me, you know, even from my grandparents. So it was something I grew up with, but I always tell people, you know, and I, and I appreciate the foundation that they laid um, and, and putting that into my life. But I realized quick that it was what they gave me, you know what I mean? Like I didn't get yeah. to experience God for myself and it was more like a check, a check mark. You know, I went to church, check, I'm yeah. good. You know, Oh, <laughs> I said my prayer, check, I'm good. So yeah. it, my relationship with God was that it was just checking a box and, you know, but I had a, a deep sense of there was something else. I could just kind of even tell you like when I was four or five years old. So I'm like my mom, I'm my mom's youngest boy. So I was like her, like her role dog, like my brothers are like four and six years older than me. So they didn't want to, you know, they didn't want to do those things. So I would have to go with my mom everywhere. Um, I remember going to crusades, you know, like Benny Hinn and like whoever was back in the day, like I would go to crusades with my mom. And I remember I was like five years old and uh, it's the first time I, I felt what I now know was the Holy Spirit. Like mm. it was a thing. It was just, they were praying and something came over me and I, and I just felt it. And I was like, mom, you feel that? She's like, feel what? She was like, did you feel that? Like that, like, like that spirit. And then she was like, no, I didn't. And she's like, that's the Holy Spirit. So at that time I knew that, uh, there was something special for my life. And I always thought it was football, but I would tell you the time where I found God, um, and, and really rediscovered God for myself was my rock bottom, uh, 2000 and probably eight and nine, uh, losing sports, losing NFL, uh, shortly after, you know, one of my best friends committed suicide. I was at my rock bottom, and that's when I built my relationship with God for myself. But it was the tools my parents gave me, my grandmother gave me, that allowed me to seek that relationship deeper. Yeah, yeah, that's so beautiful. And I didn't even realize, I think I heard you say it before, but your dad being a pastor. Yeah. Like, did you grow <laughs> up thinking, like, I'm going to be a pastor too, or did that even cross your mind? Kind of. You know, it was, it was always, like, you know, it's weird because – I've always been, even today, I'm not, I don't like to use the word introverted because, you know, people think shy, but I am more reserved. Like I'm, I'm the person that's probably not going to say the most if I'm a, in a group setting, but growing up, I was really like introverted. And so like people would still come and be like, you have your dead spirit in you. Mm. And I'm just like, all right. But you know, growing up, that's not, especially just where I'm from, we don't grow up wanting to be pastors. Right. We want to grow up being athletes, entertainers, like that's the cool thing. And so, but my dad, the thing I appreciate about my parents, like, my dad is like the coolest dude ever, even to this day. Like you just have to experience. I post him on my page so y'all can go. Like he cheers and everything. And he never, he never made us feel pressure of the preacher's kid. Like he allowed mm. us to be able to grow, to be able to make mistakes. He was open about his life and the things that he did. And yeah. so um, that helped me like not view pastors and people of authority in the church in perfection. Because for a long time, I think that's a problem with a lot of it is like, oh, I have to be perfect to, 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 to be a believer. And it's like, oh, I can never be that. 
Right. And that's how I was. Like, I can never be that. But once my dad showed me and, and, and really opened me up, like, my teenage years and set me down, like, oh, oh, I get it. Like, oh, this is what we need God for because he holds the perfection. Mm. So that helped me a lot. Um, and I didn't really have the pressure of the preacher's kid on me like yeah. that. Yeah. It's crazy how God works, right? I just feel like he's so strategic and honestly kind of funny because look at you now. You're still like yeah. preaching, you know, <laughs> yeah, exactly. and to some regard, like sure. on stages, showing people what it looks like to like walk and live by faith. And sure. But you're not quote unquote a pastor. And I think right. that that's so beautiful that God is still like that was so on purpose, you know, yeah. like it's just such a cool thing to see. And that kind of leads me to the next thing I want to talk about. Like, man, you're a former professional athlete, author of gosh, how many books? I don't even know. Podcaster with millions of downloads. One of the most sought out speakers in the freaking world. Yes, yeah, crazy. Like, that that thought alone, I'm yeah, like, what? Crazy. So most would say that you've quote unquote arrived, right? Like when it comes to success, like, man, Trent Shelton has arrived. Like he's good. He's there. Whatever that there is, right? Yeah. Um, I just get so curious with people who have achieved so much. How do you, how do you cling to God and how do you give glory back to God when it's so easy to say like, I, I made it here? Yeah. So I just know where I came from. Yeah. I know my rock bottom. Um, there's no way that I could have did this by myself. And even my journey, like yeah. it's so hard for me to like coach and teach people like, like this is how you do it. These are the steps because honestly the steps didn't make sense. Mm. That's how I know it's God lit. Like I never wanted to be a speaker. Like that wasn't my thing. Like I, I was introverted. Like that wasn't my thing. Then there's the people that I met along the journey how I got here, the videos, like, people don't know it. Like, maybe people do, but, like, I started making these videos. It wasn't like I was sitting down, like, okay, I'm going to do this. I'm going to be a, you know, some dude on Facebook that makes these videos. This is my mission. This is my business. Literally, I was making those videos first on YouTube for myself. It was my therapy. Wow. I had no idea. And honestly, like, the biggest things grow, because I deal with social anxiety a bit. I'm the guy that's like, I don't want all of this notoriety. And so, I know it's a God thing because it only made sense. And, I, I, and I'll just share this. I was in, we're actually in Dallas right now, but um, I was speaking at a church, um, Oak Cliff Bible Fellowship, Dr. Tony Evans, uh, one of the best pastors in the world. Uh, so, so phenomenal. Uh, his son, Jonathan, is one of my closest friends to this day. And Jonathan, we played with the Redskins together. And he always would tell me, hey, you got something inside of you. Like his sister, Prashia, and like all, their whole family is just a beast. He's like, you have something inside of you. I'm around it. And I was like, he's like, you have something inside you don't see in yourself. Mm. And that was the time I was still like trying to rap and just be <laughs> all these things. And I'm like, yeah. whatever, man. And um, it's like, no, seriously, like when you when I sit down and talk to you, like you have a way to make people listen. And you it's coming from a place that that's bigger than you. Mm. And um. He invited me to speak at his church. I don't want to tell the whole story, but I, I go up there and I prepare. And, like, it's one of my first, like, major speaking engagements. 5,000 kids, uh, 2,000 kids, a lot. seemed like 10,000. And I get up there and I have stage fright. Like, I forget everything. Shoot. And I'm just like, what do I do? Yeah. And I'm supposed to go play football. I was supposed to go to New Orleans to for, for arena football the next day. So wow. I'm just doing this. I actually begged the coach, like, hey, man, let me do this. Because I knew it was something bigger in my life. I didn't know what it was. In that moment, I say this even today when I spoke, I said, God, use me. In that moment, because I'm like, what do I say? Just God, use me. And people always ask, how do you speak from the heart so much? It's because of that. Mm. That preparation 
to speak actually didn't prepare me. So I always say I'm prepared by life and I actually feel more comfortable just coming from my heart. Yeah. And that was the moment where I decided to walk away from sports, to walk away with everything. Like, and it wasn't anything lined up that said, this is where you're going to be at right now. Right. So wow. it was really stepping out on faith and that's stepping out on faith. Yeah. Stepping out on faith is not seeing and being like, okay, no, it's like you're at rock bottom and you're making this decision because the Holy Spirit told you so. And I remember calling my mother and um, I called her and I told her what I was doing. <laughs> and she was like, I'm quitting football. And it literally got silent on the end. Like, I'm like, you know, you look at your phone and it's like, you see if it's still on, like yeah, the numbers are going. Call drop. Yeah. But, and I was like, mom, she was like, um, so funny. I, I, so funny. I share this on stage all the time, but she was like, uh, okay, like, what are you going to do? And I was like, well, I'm not playing football. And she's like, why? I was like, God spoke to me. And she was like, you know the enemy can speak to you too. <laughs> I'm just like, what? So you're not supposed to say that, but it is true. Yeah. And she was just like, there might be, and I, and I explained, I said, mom, I never felt so much confidence in the midst of confusion. I never felt so much courage in the midst of fear on that stage. And she said, wait, she's like, she went back. She's like, this has been spoken over your life so many times. Even when you didn't know it as a little boy, she's like, that's God. Go do it. Go seek it. I kid you not. And I don't know if everybody's story is going to pan out like this, but Months later, probably two or three months after I made that decision to walk away, that's when videos started to go viral and everything started to take off by me wow. just trusting God. So that's that's a long answer, but that's why I tell people, like, I know this is a God thing because there's no way that I'm supposed to be here without no speaker, you know, training, without, you know, being a guru or, or having some huge following at that point, and yeah. I'm here, so... Yeah. Hey, 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 I am so sorry to be interrupting this episode, but I just have to share with y'all. I partnered with one of the best designers to create a crew neck of your dreams. Okay, it's a crew neck of my dreams, and I think it's gonna be a crew neck of your dreams too. So the front is adorable. It has little dainty text because let's be real, we love a dainty moment. Um, and it says, this day is holy to our Lord. Do not grieve for the joy of the Lord is your strength. And then it has right underneath that, Nehemiah 8.10. And y'all, the back is, oh, so fire so fire so the back is really big text covers majority of the back and it says that's joy really big smiley face the movement that's joy the movement you can grab your crew neck over on the website or check out the show notes after this episode and purchase one buy one for you buy one for a friend buy one for someone who needs a little joy in their life can i get an amen because we all need a little bit of that um but you guys it would mean so much to me if you supported this little small dream of mine and uh bought a crew neck and then also just rocked it and shared it on social i just see so many friends wearing it and it's like this really cool brown because as you guys can see from the branding uh we love a brown moment around here but anyhow i want to let you get back to the show i just had to tell you that this crew neck is on sale for a limited amount of time so head to the website right after this and snag your crew neck dang how old were you so i had to be about 20, that was like, Tristan was just born, 2008. So yeah, about 25, 26 years old. Dang. 
That's yeah. wild because that's literally how I, old I am right now. Yeah, <laughs> I was about 25, 26. Wow. And it reminds me so much, too, of that quote that a lot of people share where God doesn't call the qualified. He qualifies the called. Yep. And that's so much of what you're walking in right for now. Sure. You're like, I didn't, Lord, I didn't sign up for that. Exactly. I wanted to play football, you know. But it's just so cool to see how you've used all of the different obstacles to, like, elevate him, you know, and just, like, continue to point back to him, even on stages, like, just watching you, too, from old jobs and stuff, like, always pointing back to him. And then even today, how the woman walked up to you and... As with Trent earlier today at an event and just so many people coming up to him afterwards, just thanking him for saying what he was saying, but also talking about his faith on stage. And one of the gals was like, I really cling to my faith too. And like, just something as small as that. I'm like, when we lose sight of that, like, what are we even doing here? You know, like, that's the why, that's the heartbeat. And so to see you just like stop and not without question, like just be here for these people. And I was like, dude, we could be here all, we could be all here all day. We could, and I'd be here for it. You know, like it is what it is, but you're just available to like how God's using you. So I just think that that is so, so cool. Um, so I just love talking about God-sized dreams too, because so much of what you're doing is just such a God-sized dream. Like there's dreams that we have that are like, you know, I want to own a million dollar home and I want to drive a Range Rover, like cool dreams. But then there's God-sized dreams, like only God can get you there. Yeah, you know? for sure. Um, and I think a lot of listeners and the community that I have began to cultivate are a group of dreamers who believe in God. And so I love the idea of God-sized dreams. And just for people who are listening right now, for someone who has walked since 25 to now, um, what would be your number one piece of advice for someone who's looking to step into that God-sized dream? Like they're 25 and they heard from the Holy Spirit from the first time too, but they don't know what to do next. What would be like your top piece of advice? Yeah. So First thing that came to my heart was this. Um, let your faith be your, be your reality, not your circumstances. Mm. And what I mean by that is your circumstances will lie to you. Your circumstances will tell you that this is the wrong thing for you. Your circumstances, you might lose some people on the journey. It's lose some friends you stop hanging out with. you living a different life. That happens. I could talk about that for three hours. Yeah. And you can say, man, this is wrong. And I just feel like one of the best tricks of the enemy is to make you think you made the wrong decision when you made the right one. So usually when we make the right decisions, everything starts to go wrong. You're like, man, what's going on? What's going on? What's going on? But I feel like faith not tested is no faith at all. I can just see God sitting back like, that's my child. Like, they got this. You know what I mean? And just watching back, kind of like the Job story, right? Yeah. But um, I think that's one thing right there is like uh, just trusting your faith and trusting the promises that God made to you and being able to walk that path and um, not putting your your value into things of this world that fade because a lot of times we think, oh, God doesn't love me because of what he doesn't give me. No, God loves you because of what he doesn't give you. You know come what I mean? On, like come on. The thing, <laughs> the thing that, he, that he gives you could be the thing that can destroy you. And I've seen that multiple times. I've experienced that in my life. I've seen it with other people. It's like the thing that you think that you want is the thing that you don't need. So often I always think this and, I think God always answers our prayer for protection first. Mm. So it's a great way for me when things don't go right to be like, okay, God's answered my prayer for protection. So with NFL, when I lost that, I'm like, even though at that time I wasn't thinking that, but looking back, I'm like, okay, what if I just sit back and and God's like, 
sitting down with me. And it's like, okay, Trent, if you would have kept playing the NFL, this would have happened. And I, and I really think, because I think about this a lot, I don't think I would be alive. I really don't. I think the lifestyle wow. I was living, just fast-paced life, just all of those things. And I'm like, okay, thank you. And even with relationships, right, you look back and be like, man, like, God, if you would have stayed in this or this friendship, this is where your life it would have led you or this is where the relationship would have led you. So I'm always saying God is answering your prayer for protection and no, just know his rejection is, is not that he hates you. It's because he loves you. He's going to redirect you to something greater. So just trust the process. And I said it all the time, trust the process. There's times that I've lost things, been turned down for things. And I'm like, God, why me? Like, why? Like I deserve this. And then months later, I look back and like, oh, okay. I see you had to keep that door closed so I can walk through a better door, you know? So real. So I would just tell them all of that, you know what I mean? Let faith guide you and just know um, God, put God in the driver's seat of your life. You know, sometimes we allow, if, uh, if our life is a car, we allow, you know, followers in the driver's seat of our life. And we think, oh, I don't have a lot of followers, so I must not be living the purpose God has for me. And that's a mistake a lot of us make at times. Like when I first started, if, if I believed, if I allowed numbers to dictate if this was meant for my life or not, I would have quit. And mm-hmm. I can just tell multiple stories on that. But when you put God in the driver's seat of your life, um, everything under his control would be in control. And he might take you down paths that make no sense just to, drink, just to bring you to the place where he needs you to be. You might go through places you don't understand, like, why am I here? Yeah. Just to bring you to the place where he needs you to be. So get out the driver's seat of your life. Put God there, put your faith there, and I think it'll lead you to a place of a peace um, in your life. And I think that is honestly the greatest success that we all seek, a peace that surpasses all understanding. Man, there's so many, like, Holy Spirit chills that are happening right now because two things that you just said were, one, I didn't read these sub-bullets to you earlier, yeah. and you literally <laughs> just said them. And I'm like, stop, Lord, you are in this place. Come on, Lord. <laughs> For sure. Um, Which was my, like, you often say my goal isn't to reach millions. My goal is to reach you. Yeah. And I love that because I'm like another thing that I constantly tell myself in these like building stages because I'm at I'm at the start line. Like boom, the gun just. And hit, that's the most beautiful place. Run. Like when you look and you gonna when you look back. Yeah. Like that is the place where it's like I look back all the time. I was like, man, I enjoy this, but I'm like. That was the best part about the journey. Yeah, yeah. I appreciate that and we'll value that even more now. Um, but focusing on just the one, it's like so easy to say, right? Like, all right, Lord, eyes fixed on the one. If this podcast episode helps one person, that's enough. Yeah. If I speak on a stage in a crowd of 50,000 people and one person's life is completely transformed and changed, let that be enough. It's like so easy to say, but so hard to practice. So yeah. I just get so curious. Like a, I heard a pastor once share comparison kills calling. How mm. in the world do you do you yeah. keep your feet there? Like, how do you stray away from comparison? And even with the virality that you've had, right? Yeah. Like, just having numbers that you couldn't even probably dream up for yourself, but they just happen because yeah. of God. How do you not look back at those numbers and think, "All right, Lord, like this year, am I gonna am I gonna surpass that number? Am I gonna hit yeah. that number? Are we gonna be good at?" 100k this year which is right. still great but it's like how how do you remain in that seat of I'm gonna chase the one yeah so man that's such a deep question so for me what I've realized on this journey is so I talk a lot about worth 
And I always ask this question, what is your worth tied to? Most people, and I've struggled with this, I think we all have this war for your worth, like the battle between the internal versus the external. It's my new book, by the way, coming. So, oh, come yeah, on, yeah, so, sneak so, peek. That's coming yeah, pretty soon. So cool. Um, <laughs> but yeah, war for your worth, and it's a war because, and this is why this is why I want to, like I'm really big on teaching this, is because like a lot of times we tie our worth to, well, most times we tie our worth to external things. It's like, okay. I'm only special if I have the job title, right? I'm only valuable if I have this amount in my bank account or I'm only significant if I have a blue check by my name or this amount of followers or downloads. And you have to think about like, when does it ever come to a point where it gets enough? And it never does. And it's really a recipe for disaster for self-esteem because you're chasing something that's impossible to catch because once you catch it, is another level. And I'm not telling people don't progress, don't have goals, but it's like you got to be content to know like whether I get this or not, I'm special. Whether I get this or not, I'm valuable. Whether I get this or not, I'm impacting lives because the reason I said on my podcast is, you know, when it comes to impact, you will never be able to measure true impact. Mm. So like from today, right? It might have been a lady came to me or somebody might not even say anything to me. They might have took something from there. Who knows what they were dealing with? They And this has happened so many times where – I've had kids come up to me and say, Trent, you don't know, but you stopped my mom from committing suicide because of your message. And I always say, it's because of God. For one, I'm just a messenger. Like, God's the one that can help save your life in the person. But because of that message, she's still here. You will never be able to measure true impact. It's like right now, right? We could be, somebody could listen to this podcast and it might show one download. Right. Yeah. But what if that one downloaded person is actually allowing their whole classroom to listen to this podcast? Dang. It's not. A, it's not accumulating those things, right? Right. So that's what I realized. And um, you know, when it comes to worth, if it's tied to these external things, you got to realize it's like it's like a puppet master, right? And the puppet masters using the world are like money, status, um, all these things, and a lot of people are dealing with mental health issues and depression, all these things because. Their life is very um, inconsistent. So if the followers are the puppet master that's pulling my self-esteem, when the followers are high, I'm high. Mm. When it's low, I'm low. Yeah. Right? Or it's like the job. If I have it, I'm good. And so I realized that. So, like, I cut the strings. And I said, I'm not allowing those things to control me. Only thing that I'm going to determine my worth by was that God gave me worth before birth, Jeremiah 1 and 5. Right? He's already set us apart. Mm. And so now I know what I get, what I don't get. That's cool. I can evaluate it. I'm still a human. But I know at the end of the day, I'm valuable not because of what I have. I'm valuable because of who whose I am, as I like to say. Yeah, yeah. And that's really helped me move forward. So I think this is the biggest war that we're in with social media is this. Because so many people determine their value based upon their possessions. Yeah. It's tough. Gosh, there's so much gold in what you yeah. just said. I'm like, I'm going to re-listen to this <laughs> after and literally just let it be like the thing I listen to every morning. It's so powerful. And can I say this just to yeah. add? Um, not to even get into my last year, but my last year, and I, lo- I, I like to be transparent you know, and vulnerable. My last year is my hardest year in my life by far. A lot of people know. Um, no, just the, just the, I don't like to say losses, but the losses that I had, quote unquote, um, and I realized, like, and this has happened to me before with football. And I think this is why God allowed me to experience football, not because that was meant for my life to prepare me for what was really meant for my life. Mm. And so I realized having 
everything, right? We're in Dallas now, like, so I come home, any club, anything, like, anything, and I was still empty. Wow. So, like, the American dream that people say, I'm like, it's not it. It has Mm -hmm. to be deeper than that. So, fast forward to 2021, right? I have everything. You know, we just moved to a new house, this and all these things, but I know not to put my worth in those things, but still, I tell people, like, the roof over my head, the house that I have, couldn't heal my mom from cancer. Dang. I'm still at my lowest level in my life, depressed. No matter how many people are saying how much they love me and support me and I'm inspiring them, it wasn't enough. Yeah. So even more this year, this past year taught me that it has to be something deeper than surface level things. And you have to seek fulfillment in your life, like what truly matters to you. And if God isn't at the foundation of your fulfillment, I just feel like, it's a perfect recipe for you to be uh, empty at some point. And I think one of the dangerous things to have, I mean, and we see this with celebrities committing suicide is to get at everything and you realize that it's still nothing that right. you need. You get everything. You realize, man, once I get it, I think Jim Carrey said this. He said, I wish everybody can get everything that they wish that, that they really want to, to show them that it's still not exactly what they need. You know yeah. what I mean? They still yeah. can be empty. So, I just think, man, people need to hear that message. And I just feel like God is the the source that gives you fulfillment. Even when you have, quote unquote, nothing in the world's eyes, you still have everything when you have him. Yeah. God, that's so good. And again, I mean, that was the other thing that I was going to ask you. And Holy Spirit said, no, you need to go right now, Trent. He said, okay. So, um, Obviously, the podcast is called That's Joy, highlighting just moments of joy, miracles, and all the good things. But with the good things comes recognizing, like, the hard things. And um, I think it'd be really powerful to know, too. And I know you've shared this story before. You kind of touched on it. But what was a moment that you felt the least amount of joy, and how did you overcome it? Yeah, uh, my mom dying, for sure. Like... And I don't know if I, I've, I don't know if I've overcame it yet, to be honest. Um, I don't know if that's something that you fully heal from. I feel like it's a lifetime journey of healing. It's about learning how to live in a new normal. But I'll tell you something. Um, what increased my faith, even in my mother's darkest hours, I say darkest hours and, and hardest times. So I always told my mom, like when she was losing her hair, um, I was like, you're healing. And it just, it came out of nowhere. And I first said that, she looked at me like, I'm not healing. I'm losing my hair. You know, no woman wants to lose her hair. Yeah. So I'm healing. And she went through chemo. I said, you're healing. And and when she went through being sick and throwing up, she would look at me and say, I'm healing, right? She was like, you're healing. And I always told her, um, and my, my friend Jonathan, a guy I was telling you about earlier, because he lost his mom to cancer too. And he told his mom the same thing I told mom was like, the, the outcome is going to be healed or healed. Mm, so regardless good. healed yeah. or healed you either gonna have a physical healing you're gonna have a spiritual healing and you know march 7th was the day my mom got healed and obviously she transitioned and that was tough for me you know um it was very very hard i was i was a little bit angry at god i you know during that time i was like man like everything that i'm doing it's like so funny how we like tell everything that i'm doing and um i had to sit back and and look back and say man if my mom could still praise God in that, I was like, man, it changed my faith. Yeah. Wholeheartedly it changed my faith. In yeah. hospice for five months. I mean, that's even crazy to say. She was a warrior. 
but still praising God. I would ask her, Mom, what, what do you want me to tell them? God is good. God is good. Even now, God is good. Even when you can't get up and you're having beds, God is good. And I just, that always stuck with me, her faith, even during that season. And, you know, my kids got to see that. And, you know, we have conversations now about faith even more. And um, what got me out of that moment, what got me out of that pit is to realize, man, one, God doesn't owe us an explanation. God doesn't owe us anything. I mean, he sent his son for us and he's done so much for us. But even in the midst of what you think is the hardest time of your life, there's still beautiful moments and beautiful things. And if we're a believer, that's that's like the ultimate reward anyway. Yeah. And yeah. I think so many of us are afraid of death, but we're not dying. Our physical body's dying, but really we're gaining everlasting life. Yeah. And so that's how I looked at it. Like my mom got her wings. She got her reward. She got everything that she was fighting for and, and, and teaching us with. And she didn't leave us. She's still here. And for a lot of, for a lot, um, you know, I, and I haven't shared this before. I don't think maybe on my podcast. So when she passed the next day, it's so crazy. The next day, I was, like, searching for things, right? I, mean, I think it, it's just normal. Like, I'm like, hey, what did she leave here? Like, God, send me a sign. Like, uh. Yeah, yeah. And in her room, she has all these books. And it's just, it's, like, kind of like that. And it was a book that was sticking out a little bit for some reason. I opened up the book and literally opened up a page. And it was exactly, like, what I needed. <laughs> it's so great. It was exactly what I needed in that moment. And I was just, like, it was a, it was a, it was a, it was a, the book was like a, a, a prayer book for healing and mm. it, the, the page, and I can't remember exactly, I have to write it in my notes, but it, 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 it talked about healing. It talked about being okay. It talked about everything is fine type of thing. I'm like, what? And in that moment, it gave me solitude to be like, okay, mom is good. And I told my brothers this the other day, I said, uh, you know, I feel like whether this is true or not, it helps me. I said, I don't know. If mom can rest in peace fully until we're living in peace. Oh, man. You know, she's a believer. She's a mom. Yeah. And so uh, that's allowed me to be able to move on and move forward and say, you know what? I'm going to keep her legacy alive by doing what she would want me to do, which is what I'm doing today. Wow. Trent, thank you so much for sharing just like every part of that, because I know it's super vulnerable and not not an easy thing and still something that you're very much like walking through. Sure. But I think like, gosh, and I hope that each of y'all who are listening have that same, like just perspective is like your perspective, like the, your outlook on life, the way that you see just obstacles coming at you. It's such a testament to your faith yep. and like how strong your faith is. And it's just so cool to see too, that like your parents planted seeds and like the people before them planted seeds and it was like generations after generations that have prayed for you and we don't yeah. even know how many generations you know Thanks. and like that part is just so cool because I just imagine your mom and honestly just seeing her videos too like if we're talking yeah. about joy that woman I wish I could have met her like yeah. she looked like she radiated joy for sure absolutely <laughs> like, I think you posted a video once and it was the bell ringing the bell yeah yeah. Yep. yeah 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 I remember that and I was like man that verse has really um been sticking out to me recently but in Matthew where the eyes are healthy and the whole body is healthy and therefore you are healthy like I just thought about that when I right now recognizing that like man like the way that your mom's eyes lit up they lit up for God they lit up for Jesus and like someone once shared too like when we die it's just they finished their race a little bit sooner That's than right. we did and we're all, all running in the same direction. You know, you know my, my grandmother told me this that passed away. So it's so, 
or two things when my the, so the video you saw my mom ringing the bell yeah what was so ironic with that is that the next day she's like i still don't like i don't feel well mm. it's like mom is just you know you just my mom was was a person that too like you wouldn't know like she was she reminds me of my daughter maya sometimes like she loved the attention so i'm like okay i was like it's just probably in your head you know you're fine and literally two two three a week later um the cancer she got healed from breast cancer but then they found cancer in her brain and she still was like, God is good. Even right after that, you know what I mean? That's the blow that we talked about earlier where you win and then the enemy says, okay, bang, I'm going to see if you still got faith. I'm going to hit you with this. Yeah. So I'm talking to my grandmother um, a week after my mother passed away. My grandmother, when she died, you know, two weeks after her mom. So it was the week. And i talking to her. She sounds fine. She's 90-something, so she's lived a good life. And she said, Trent, you know, and she's encouraging me. And I'm like, I'm calling her to, like, see if she's good. She's encouraging me. She's like, Trent, she just beat us going where we all got to go. Mm-hmm. And I was like, that, those, that, that, that's such a powerful, like, sentence that was so simple. Like, it helped me understand, too, like, you're right. Like, we all have to run our race at some point. And it's like, what are you going to leave here, you know, once you run your race? Because it's either, I think you talked about generations. I always say you either can create generational trauma or you can create generational growth. And my mom always told me, she's like, your kids are going to be blessed. You're going to be blessed because mm. you've been getting prayed for before you were born. Your kids have been getting prayed for before they even step foot on this earth. We've been praying for generations and generations. And so when you when you leave this earth, you know, um, make sure that, you know, you you hand off the off the baton to your kids with the lead. Mm. You know what I mean? God. Don't let them play catch up. Yeah. And I can honestly say the people that have passed on for me and my family, they've gave me the lead on life. Whereas, you know, I can further that lead, but I don't have to spend my whole entire life trying to recover from my childhood. Yeah. So I appreciate like them for that for sure. Yeah, that's so beautiful. And it reminds me of like, how will you finish well? You know, like your mom finished well, because the last words, the in hospice, like God is good, you know, like, yeah, just such a testament to her faith too. And it just, oh, thank you for sharing that. I'm no like problem. trying to <laughs> yeah. hold back tears so that we don't go there, but here we are. Um, okay. Little rapid fire moment, just to lift things up. That's sure. joy. Um, all right. You can go anywhere in the world to protect your peace. Where are you going? Um, Zion National Park. Oh, I haven't been there yet. We should go. That look, yeah, it's super beautiful. Okay, go to worship song. It's gonna seem so basic, but everybody, oceans. I, I literally <laughs> was like, he's gonna say oceans. For sure, it just that song you can listen to a million times. It just it hits it hits the spot for sure. Yeah, so good. And then, um, what's your favorite Bible verse? So I have two. Um, one is John three thirty, less me and more you, and then um, my other one, my main one is Jeremiah twenty nine eleven. Uh, it's something that my mother gave me uh, when I was going to the NFL. I had a, she gave me a Bible that said NFL, newfound, said NFL on it, and I didn't realize I, it had like a football cover. Yeah, and I thought it was just like okay, she gave me a cool Bible cover. It looked like a pigskin, cool. But then as I read it, it said newfound life, and I actually had the tattoo right here, and it reminds me oh, like yeah. Newfound life is like my life in Christ. So Jeremiah twenty nine eleven is always my go to to know that God got me. Yeah, so good. Love that. All right. Last question that we ask every single guest on the podcast. And what does joy mean to you? 
Mm. As you wear a smiley hat, um, I know <laughs> smiley face. I told you this is my mood. Like I, I have different ones now. It's like if I'm not happy. It's gonna be a. But um, <laughs> I would say joy means to me. I have to use the word peace, mm. peace and fulfillment. Um, I think those are the greatest joys in the world to have peace and fulfillment in your life, um, and just have inner peace. You know, I think inner peace is what we all need to seek. So. Yeah. Yeah. So good. That is joy, my friends. Thank you, Trent, so much for honestly just showing up. I kept telling people, I'm like, it makes no sense why you're here and this is happening, but just showing up for like this mustard sized dream of mine and (laughs) helping me launch this thing into the world. Like, I can't even tell you how grateful I am seriously for your time and just like coming out. Um, How can we show up for you? What is launching? What where can sure. we find you? All of that good stuff. Um, at Trent Shelton, all social media. Uh, I am going to get more involved with my TikTok. So Come def- on. Definitely on, <laughs> yeah, definitely on there. And, um, you know, I, the main thing I tell people is, like, you can show up for me by showing up for you and help spread, spread the word of God and, you know, uh, spreading your mission, the purpose that he gave you because we need more soldiers out here uh, to fight this war and to fight this battle. So that would help take the load off my shoulders a bit by you walking in your purpose. So good. Thank you so much. Thank you. You guys, won't he do it? I mean, come on. I still am kind of binging myself to date because I just can't even believe that that happened. To give you a little bit of context, I flew down to Dallas over a month ago for this for this interview, for this opportunity to sit in the same room with Trent Shelton himself and dive in, dive into how he has built the foundation of his faith. And I just feel so grateful that I was able to share that conversation with y'all. If you want to watch the full video, I am working on getting it up on my YouTube channel. So follow me on Instagram and I'll be sure to share when that is up. So uh, you can watch it on YouTube too. And here's the thing. My hope is that after you listen to this whole conversation, you're just encouraged. You're simply encouraged to seek out the unexpected in your own life. Y'all, I couldn't have, like, if you told me a year ago that this would be happening for for me, I'd be like, no, 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 there's no way. What? Are you serious? A year from now, I'm going to be doing that? And, And that's the thing. That's the thing about God is he not only shows up, but he shows out y'all like he literally shows off because he's that good and he wants to bless us that much so it may not look like it a podcast interview with your dream guest for you but what's that thing that you're capping God on like what's that limited belief how do we uproot that right now and just create an expectancy again just an expectant heart for the ways that God wants to move in your life because I'm telling you that he wants to move in your life. And man, I just have so many favorite parts about this episode. I don't even know if I could pick just one, but I'd love to know what your favorite part was. I like, seriously, tell me. You can text me at 615 813 4813 to let me know what you loved most about this episode. And y'all, if you are not following me yet on social, you should absolutely go do that. You can find me on Instagram at CCALB. 
B-O-N-E-R-O. And can we just give a moment for TikTok? Hello, TikTok, coming in hot. I'm on TikTok as well with that same username. And you can follow That's Joy the Podcast too. You could follow us at That's Joy the Podcast on the gram. And y'all, if you have yet to subscribe to That's Joy, would you do that for me right after listening to this? I would be just so overjoyed if you took the time to do that. And if you have another couple seconds to rate and review, I actually might cry when I start reading all of those. So subscribing, rating, and reviewing is just the biggest way that you could help podcasters grow. Because let's be real, podcasts are free 99, which is such a cool thing. But these numbers add up and they make a difference. And my friend, you can make a difference by doing that. And I appreciate it so, so much. And last but not least, I cannot end an episode without sharing this. If you have even the smallest desire, the smallest, to meet the creator of the universe, if you have never accepted Jesus into your heart, or maybe you're saved, but you aren't truly free, I want to invite you to sit at the table of plenty with me and so many others. There's, there's an abundance here. There is an overflow here. There is so much joy here. And I'm here to tell you that he is for you. All you have to do is invite him into your heart right now. He's waiting for you. He wants to meet with you. And my sweet friend, I am so proud of you. If you just made that decision right now, I would love to know you. Shoot me a text to the number in the show notes so I could be praying for you. I love you and God loves you. And until next time, I'll chat with y'all next time. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you.